spooky show and podcast listeners by live i mean that we are recording this episode live on twitch um our twitch is mind sugar 666 we do not do this every week this is just a special occasion for harrison's birthday and harrison is my guest today hi um he's the producer that you hear in the background a lot in the past two episodes that we've done well trailer and episode um, it's, um, it's his, his birthday, birthday tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, the reverb. Hold on. Just start a little. Should I start? Just a little. No, you're all good. Okay. It's okay. It's live. Or you can introduce again if you want, and I'll no, cut no, it. No, 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 no. I can cut this part. Um, no. It's fine. It's fine. Who cares? So, so Harrison's here today, and he's going to be my guest for his special, special, special big birthday, the big old 2-6. It's crazy. We're doing a ton of streams for his birthday. It's fun. It's been really good so far. It's been amazing. And today on Spooky Show, which is a podcast about spooky things, we're going to be talking about a spooky movie. We are. We watched a really spooky movie last night that I admittedly, in the time before we started it, I was actually very scared and dreading watching this movie. Right. Because I hyped it up. As a very scary movie. Everyone has since the beginning of like time, I feel like. It's yes. like the scary movie. And I have a theory for this. So we're talking about The Ring, which came out in 2002, which is why I, you know, I think a lot of people saw it then when they were younger and there really wasn't anything like it. Like The Grudge came out shortly after, which kind of has the same feel to it. You know, you got yeah. the creepy girl with the hair covering her face. Um, so that's why I think it was really scary for people who saw it back at that time. Like I saw it when I was seven. Yeah. I mean, I remember my sister like being legitimately afraid of somebody just describing it to them, Mm -hmm. like didn't sleep in her room for weeks. And it was just from somebody like telling them what happens in the movie, like telling her what happens. It's a a really scary concept. I I mean, yeah, it is definitely, like, freaky as fuck. And, like, to imagine it actually happening is legitimately very terrifying. But I do think that um, ultimately, that ultimately, like, it's a better mystery. I I found it to be a better mystery thriller movie Mm -hmm. than I thought it was, like, a horrifying, scary movie. I didn't, I thought that most of the stuff, like, I can see how it definitely was really scary and is still considered to be a classic. But, yeah, to me, it, I just feel like the news, maybe it's because we're all so numb to, like, chaos and insanity and horror. I mean, okay, so for people who haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, you want to give some background It's on about it? this woman. She's an investigative reporter for a magazine, the Seattle PI or something. And her niece passes away under like very mysterious circumstances so she investigates what it is and it turns out there's this videotape that when you watch it you get a phone call and it says there's a little girl on the in the back i mean on the phone and she says you're gonna die in seven days and then seven days later you die that's yep what happens and it's in horrific weird ways at the same time i mean spoilers for a 20 year old movie but i did want to talk about the way they die, though. Okay. Because from watching it the first time, I was very confused. Like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, so what happened to them? Like, what exactly, how exactly do they die? And did you have the same thought? I guess so, but it does, it does, like, once she starts going through the cases, it does say pretty clearly. Like, the only one who you don't know how they die is the very first girl and and that did frustrate me well, because i did, did how did the other people watch the tape die then? there was what a car accident there was a suicide right. there was um there was a car accident there was a suicide there was one other one or but or two of them were well, in the same car accident something like that so that is actually not how they died which is interesting what how did they die did their souls get possessed by samara and so some- when 
so when she climbs out of the TV or kind of takes over somebody, like, what happens is... So Samara, hold on. I looked this up because I wanted to see what her supernatural kind of ability was and why everyone hated her. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, so she's she has a strange supernatural power known as Anensha, which is a power where you can project really disturbing images into people's heads. So when you die, she flashes a bunch of disturbing images in your head all at once, and it's very... It kind of takes over your body and just makes your heart stop. Oh, shit. So I think those people were driving when it happened, and the other one, I think, was just like... You think they were just like outside? Yeah, they could have been. Because she'll get you anywhere. You don't have to be in front of a TV. Like you're gonna, you're just gonna see these images and you're gonna die. Right. Um, and I guess the Nensha is kind of like a Japanese thing because this movie is originally a Japanese movie and book, which we talked about earlier in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's like how I mean, it wasn't that long though between the original and the remake. No, the original came out in 1998, and the remake came out in 2002. All right, yes. Yeah, it came out like three years before or something like that? Uh, four. Four. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good... I, I don't, I've never seen the Japanese one. I've, I've honestly never seen this movie, I think, because so many people told me it was, like, death-inducingly terrifying. Um, yeah, I ultimately thought the mystery was really, really good. There's a lot of really good acting in this movie, too. Yeah, it was... This movie actually, I mean, I guess it doesn't really come as a surprise, but it did do really well. It has, like, really high reviews. It has a 71% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good for a horror remake. I was going to say, like, any horror movie, that's actually yeah. pretty good. Like, I remember it being a big, big deal that Get Out did as well as it did with Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's, like, a whole different class of film, but... It's mostly credited for Naomi Watts, who's the main character. She's so it's good in this movie. She's so good. And just the general atmosphere that the director creates because it is very spooky. It's a spooky Yeah, that's atmosphere. what, like, I didn't think it was, like, I think there's definitely some horrific things, but I didn't find the movie in its entirety to be horrific. Like, I thought it was scary. I didn't spend, I feel like I, a lot of horror movies that I watch, I spend the whole time, like, waiting for the next scare and anticipating a scare and in this one what i really liked and it was something that i really liked about get out and us frankly mm -hmm. is that you're spending the movie yes there are horror and horrific elements and terrifying elements to the movie but ultimately the thing that you're craving and you're getting the main adrenaline from in the movie is the mystery unraveling or the story unfolding which is like to me the mark of a good horror movie because i'm not what like i think too i'm not yeah i'm once it once it like it feels cheap when it's just scare after scare after right. scare after scare. I think when it, it's scary and it has a good story, like, that's that's what we want. It, it reminded me a lot of, like, it had a very um, MTV-era feel to it, which I also really, really liked. Even in the language of the, like, even in that first scene, that first scene felt so too early 2001 popular culture. Yeah. I just think, like, they... Because they obviously would have filmed the movie prior to 2001. Mm -hmm. So I think they just had like such a good finger on the, the pulse of the culture, Very too, when scream, they made the movie. Scream vibes. Very scream. I read a, a, like a review on it, and they talked about how it does play on a lot of like, tropes. Those tropes of, you know, the two teenage girls alone in the house, her wrapped up in the blanket at the end of her... I had notes she, about this. When Hold she on. crawls out of the well. That was actually something that I was going to point. I was, You know what's really funny is I had that same, I had that thought as we were watching the movie. I think there's like a couple really good, like there's a really good shining homage. Mm -hmm. Like when they, um, there's a part where, uh, I think it's the, the right before she, where there's going to be spoilers in this podcast. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but it's When true. she walks up to find the guy about to kill himself and the camera tilts like this and then straightens up and you get that straight on mm -hmm. shot of her walking up the stairs and it's like looks almost exactly like the famous twins shot in the shining yeah and i was thinking to myself like th wow this movie like really uses and um 
builds upon a lot of already established horror movie and like classic cinema tropes in such a good way because it's not annoying it's not referential right, you're it's not like, like oh this is so typical like you just don't think it no yeah and impressive when i think like when you homage correctly when you like use when you use like when you use homage correctly like the idea is in a perfect world it should be able to sit up next to the thing that it's paying homage mm-hmm. to you know, and that's what I was thinking in the movie far more than, oh, this is doing a reference to this. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this is like setting itself up to sit uh, in the canon with Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, yeah. um, what was we, when we Exorcist? were just talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Exorcist, of course. Yeah. The Shining. Um, also, I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. Scream. Because, well, I, I read a few reviews before we got on the show just to see you know, how it was received and stuff. And in one article, they mentioned how when Richard Morgan is holding the hook and it looks like he's about to kill her. Yes. Like, that was an homage. I know what you did last summer. And also, the reason why he didn't kill her in that moment is because she said she made a copy of the tape. Right. Which is, yeah. I I actually had a question written down about Richard Morgan's character because... What is his deal? Let me see. What's his What's his name? Oh, Brian Cox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so nice to see Brian Cox from Succession, like in a different role. It was so he was so good and so creepy and weird. I know. He's but, really good in this movie. Like, brother, I know you've been through a lot. I know you had a, like a supernatural, creepy daughter. I know that your wife killed herself because of the daughter. I know that the your wife killed your daughter. But, like, can't you help these people out who your daughter is now tormenting? Like, can you give us some information? No, I mean, please? I understand. I do understand the, like, wanting to put it in a box and uh, and never think about it ever again. You know, that makes sense to me. As much as I would have loved to see him help her out, he did have to do what he did. I I mean, I agree with that. I just think when... Rachel's coming to him for help. Like, just give her something. Come on. Come on, man. She's gonna die. In seven days. And so is her son. Who is the damn star of this fucking movie. I mean, David Dorfman is so, so, so good as that in, in the in little a, boy role. Is he in anything else? Do we know? He, I think, has been. Let me get his IMDb up. Yeah. He is really good in this movie. And in the second movie, which we probably will watch eventually. I would like to. I really mm-hmm. did love this movie. I, like, totally get why people like it. I totally would want to watch it again because it's so fun and interesting. In the second movie, he is more so in it. It's kind of about Well, it's him. about the two of them, right? Don't the yeah. two of them, like, yeah, link up? Um, He's in Panic he really with William H. Macy, which I've seen before, which is a really good movie, actually. How old is he now? Oh, it's I don't know. Like age, He's right? probably like our age. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Ring 2, Drillbit Taylor, which uh, he's also great in. Um, yeah, he's a good little actor. I really loved him in this movie. I'm just trying to face him. I, he is a good little actor. I do think this movie... Why is your mom trying to FaceTime you? I she know knows she you're knows. doing the show right now. She knows. Should I answer it? I mean, if you want to answer it. I'll put her on the speaker. Hello. Oh, hi, Grandma. Mom, can I call you back? It's not even working. I'll text her. Well, that oh, was hi, Grandma. Said. My grandma's in the hospital, and she, my mom was trying to FaceTime me with her. Oh, hi, Grandma. But um, my grandma's all good. She seems to be doing good. Anyway. She's well on the road to recovery. She's Thank you very much. Recovery. That's She's on name. the rose. <laughs> Um, we will. We sure will keep that in the podcast. Of course, it's gonna be like super. Much, super we just rip yeah. It I'm not gonna really out. edit much out of it. Unless maybe some of maybe some of my ums because I say it a lot. I don't think it's really that hard. big of a deal. I think like you noticing it is gonna do plenty to curb it. Yeah, I I know my likes have gotten better. Right and now. I also just think like that like jumpy over edited podcast is can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little drawing yeah, yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I read this, which was interesting. How 
um, Samara helped popularize the string-haired ghost girl trope in Western cinema, although it existed in Japanese culture for a long time. They use it in Shudder, don't they? Isn't that the yes, movie? Yes, they use it in Shudder, which is a good movie. It too. is Did a you really like that one? yeah, I like that movie a lot. I I that's like one of a handful. I like that era of horror movies. Yeah. Like I think that like they got right in the sweet spot of. Like, they, like, built off what Kubrick and... I'm trying to think of, like, the other great... I mean, Kubrick and, like... I mean, he only made one good horror movie. I was going to say Polanski, but he's canceled, and he made literally <laughs> one good movie. Um, but I don't know who are the other great horror directors. But, like, he... Like, the 2000s, like, they built on that trope really well. Mm -hmm. I, like, feel like the MTV-era horror movies. Like, Drag Me to Hell feels very much like that. The Final Destination movies. Oh, Final Destination, so good. So fucking good. But, um... She's trying to call me back. Mom. I will talk to her soon. Yeah. And uh, The Grudge. And I think The Grudge came out like shortly after The that. Grudge does almost feel like a ripoff of this. A little bit. Is The Grudge based on a Japanese movie? Can yeah. we look that up? It is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I so mean, is Shudder. It takes place in Japan. Yeah, so does Shudder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shudder does too. Yeah, the family moved. The, uh -huh, they the moved to moves Japan. To yeah. Japan to and they get haunted by, I believe, something very what that same name is that is it the same thing that's in Shudder? I think so. It's called an Onro. I don't want to pronounce this wrong because the O had a symbol over it that I don't know. But O N R Y O, which is a vengeful ghost. I mean, so I'm sure they're in a ton of horror movies. I did. I will say, I did predict the twist of this film immediately almost no you didn't yes i did and then i couldn't remember my prediction because it seemed so basic no at the you time. said you said she oh no return. don't make a copy but that's actually what kept her alive so like you had the right idea which is that it was going to keep her spirit it was going to keep samara's spirit alive right but that's what we want that's how you survive this is a really I, I will say this is like i am shocked at how much of like an actual good film it is like right. I, when we finished watching it there were like several times during it that I was like, why don't we watch like film film anymore? Because like we have rotted our brains to the point that like Kate and I just watch dumb movies, like mm -hmm. bad, dumb, stupid movies like Patriot's Day, which, which was, is also which a was great also movie. great, <laughs> even though it's like copaganda. It was great. Um, but this was like a really welcome palate cleanser because I thought this was just going to be scare a minute type shit. And what? And the, I honestly think the acting across the board is really good. I was, like, curious if this got any nominations, like Golden Globe or whatever. I don't think so. I don't know. I okay. could be very wrong, but I don't think so. It, it was, I mean, all around it was pretty, like, highly reviewed, and a lot of people loved it. The infamous scene where she crawls out of the TV, though, I will admit, I think it looks goofy given what video games are capable of now. <laughs> no, I, I'm not trying to discredit that, like, at 7, that shit was absolutely horrifying. Or, like, to somebody who didn't know it was coming. But first of all, I've always known that she crawls out the TV. And two, she's, like, glitching the whole fucking time. It is scary. She's glitching. It's not that scary. Yes, she's looking like a mouthful. She's looking like one of our streams when I don't set shit up right. So I know that I watched it when I was seven, and it terrified me when I was seven, which is fair. But also when I rewatched it, when I like a year ago. Were you ago, scared? I was so scared. But I watch scary movies alone in my studio apartment all the time because they don't really get to me. <clears throat> And, yeah, I watch them alone all the time, which most of the time I'm fine. The only one that I didn't do well with was Hereditary. But I watched it again because I was like, I wonder if this is still scary. And I was terrified of that scene. Do you think that um, a movie that it actually reminded me of is Spotlight? I don't know if I've seen that. So Spotlight is a movie about <clears throat> the team, I think the Boston Globe, that ended up uncovering the uh, child abuse scandal in the Catholic Church in Boston. And it's a really good movie. And the, what's really brilliant about the movie, and what I think The Ring also does very, very, very well, is that is the pacing of the movie. Mm -hmm. Because the pacing of this movie does really follow the pace of an investigation as does um spotlight like spotlight is a movie that because it's 
uh, specifically about newspaper journalism and it's not a, a horror movie. Like it does move a bit slower, but once it starts to pick up and the more you start to learn things like uh, the sequence that I really loved in the ring that it reminded me of spotlight is when she's going through and learning the history of um, Abby, right. And the horses, uh, Anna. Samara's Anna, Anna and the horses, Samara's yeah. mom or Samara's adopted mom. And then from that point at the end, that's like an hour into the two hour movie. I thought we were like at the climax mm-hmm. and little did you know, like, it it just only picks up from there, and that last hour does feel like 15 minutes, like 20 minutes, which yeah. is what's great about Spotlight. Spotlight's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but once you get through the first hour, it flies through that back hour mm-hmm. and a half because you're moving at the pace of journalists, right? Right. And you're moving. As you crack one big clue, it opens six others, and then it stalls for a second, but then you open another ten. and Yeah, I did just like love how much of a mystery it was. I know I've said it a hundred times. What else should I say? could I say about the movie? I thought that... Uh, I mean, I do have questions if you're ever, if, uh... Yeah, we could, I, I can answer some questions. Well, I just have, like, you know, the, we could start off easy, like, worst highs and lows, worst favorite part, and least favorite part. My favorite part was... My, well, my least favorite part of it was, I actually don't think I could think of a least favorite part because I don't, don't remember like sitting through any part being like, uh, right. Like, come on. Um, but like my favorite part, probably I love the opening sequence. It's like very reminiscent of scream Mm -hmm. and I love, I love homage and I love, um, that kind of shit. So I, I thought that was great. Um, and then I also really love the sequence on the boat with the horse I wanted to talk about that one, too. Because it does really, it is the first indicator that, like, the wheels are deeply off and something is wrong. Like, there's some little indicators that you could chalk up to, like, you know, the bloody noses, which is stress. But, like, she literally pets this horse, like, two times, and it freaks out so much it, like, rips itself out the cage and starts running in circles. And, obviously, you learn later that's because she's possessed by the soul of Right, she, she she carries a piece car- of yeah, the soul. carrying her with her, and the horse can recognizes that. it, yeah. and that's why all the horses on the island where Samara was living died because she was burning like very disturbing images into their heads too, so they were committing suicide, and it's just the whole movie is horrifying to think that that is pretty much what TV does is it burns images in your mind. Oh, so it is an allegory for television and, like, the dangers of too much television? I I mean, I guess I could see that for sure. I mean, I don't know if... uh, I I don't think it's the sole allegory, of course. Do you think there's more allegories in the movie? Because I... That's a good question, Well, I think it is, you know, the... I think technology does play a huge part in it. I mean, Richard Morgan literally killed himself with the power of technology and... And versus the power of nature, right? right? So he uses water, which is like the essential element that we're made of, and then he uh, conducts electricity through it to kill himself, which is like a man discovered and yeah. adapted. And I thought I thing. wrote more about this, but now I can't find. That's really interesting, it. Dave. I, I did not. I did not think oh, about yeah. that. So TV is kind of seen as the weapon in the film. Of course, I was nervous every time there was a TV on screen. It knocks That's... Rachel into the well at the end. So, and I also. It does knock Rachel into the well <laughs> at the end. It also, um, I think, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's oh, on the tip okay. of my tongue. Oh, news and investigative journalism. Like Richard Morgan said, all you guys do is take one person's tragedy and spread it like a sickness. And that is exactly what Samara is doing and wants to do. That's true, yeah. By making copies of the tape. By making copies of the tape, by burning her psychosis into other people. And that's what the news does to other people. I mean, look at us now. That's a very good point, babe. Thank you, babe. And I do think that a lot of the... Yeah, I do think a lot of the imagery that involves the TV is some of the most horrifying shit in the entire... in the entire movie. Well, then I can ask you what what you think the scariest part was. Because that was also on my question list. Well, I knew she was going to get out, but when, and actually it was like probably the most, it might be my other favorite part of the movie because you don't, the entire movie, you never actually see the imagery of the ring of light closing. Right. And so you're wondering the entire film, like, 
what the fuck is that? What is the relevance of that? When mm-hmm. am I going to see that? And so you're thinking like, is it a moon? Is it some kind of burn? Is it so? Because that was really racking my head. I remember being like, before the last scene, before the last like the climactic scene, obviously before the climactic scene, like I remember thinking, we still haven't seen the imagery of the actual ring yet, and like why that is relevant. But we had. Not fully, right? So we no, see it. We, we see it. it when it closes on. What about the the ring of the telephone? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> what about no? The but telephone? I mean the literal <laughs> ring. I mean the literal like imagery of the ring. You don't yeah, see. Yeah, but how do you know the ring is not titled that for the telephone ring? It could be. Okay, so a ring that you see in the film <laughs> that is very prevalent in all of the marketing and may not be the titular ring. But a ring that is used in all of the marketing of the movie um, and I through the big climactic scene, a ring. I'm pulling your chain. I'm yanking your chain. Let it's okay. Say. I just want to use – I want. I don't want to upset you on your show. Oh, you're not upsetting me. Kidding. It's funny. <laughs> I know. A <laughs> ring when they close off the top of the well. Mm-hmm. Like that is like actually horrifying because that is my nightmare is like being stuck in a pit underground where it closes over. Oh, we got to watch the second movie. The very titular The Ring. I actually had in here, like, talking about what The Ring means. The Ring, mean. dude. The Ring means. What does The Ring mean? The Ring means what that trauma is circular, is what I took it to mean. It's the same. It honestly had a lot of the same messages as the musical Carousel for me, and I, which is that <laughs> trauma is circular and it and it will in fact everybody that gets caught in its ring and its trap and it's really hard to break out of that circle and sometimes it does you have to kill either yourself or a part of you in order to uh escape those circles which is why mm-hmm. everybody in order to get out once they're touched by the trauma of samara has to die in order to be freed of that right or keep the ring going or keep the ring yeah. going by traumatizing more people right Trauma is circular. Trauma is circular. It sure is. It's a difficult cycle to get in and out of. A lot of people tend to get in cycles of trauma, and even when they think they break Mm -hmm. them, they don't. And, you know, I've certainly been guilty of this. I'm only human. Everybody happens to everybody. But, yeah, that's what I think the ring symbolizes. What does the ring mean to you? I think it stands for marriage. I'm just kidding. Second, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry ref on the birthday stream today. That's from Princess Bride. No, circular, like a ring. I thought you meant my marriage. My marriage. No, but he does. He also does that in a very racist. um, Yeah, I now Rob Lowe or Rob Schneider is extremely racist and does do that. Very racist. I mean, and does do that. Homophobic and homophobic. That movie is horrifying, but it would actually be a very good musical, I think. How do you think you would feel if you watched this movie when you were seven? I probably would have. <laughs> I probably would have jumped out of a building. I, my, my sister, my sister has been traumatized by this movie before. Like it was so bad that we had to listen with headphones and watch on a laptop because yes, my sister did. was still so scared of it. And she's like a twenty-something-year-old woman. Like it's fucking scary. So I think if I saw this when I was seven, uh, I don't know. I probably would have had to been like no, like no bit. I probably would have had to like sleep in my parents' bed till I was like twenty. Mm-hmm. I had to. Not to it's story, terrifying. But I, I was very afraid of it, but I, that's what I love about. That's what I loved about it. And this is a fun fact that I told Harrison earlier when I was like seven or eight. I was young, and the movie had just came out, and I loved it so much. I wanted to go as Samara to a it's Halloween so to a Halloween party. So I got like this long black wig that was like covering my face. I got a white dress and made it all dirty and i showed up to a halloween party dressed as like the scariest thing at the time and everyone else was in like hannah montana and josie and the pussycat outfits and cheerleaders and stuff and i was just this creepy thing and i don't think i have any pictures of it which is very upsetting um First of all, it's very telling of Kate's personality and also very funny to imagine seven-year-old Kate walking up being like, I want to be the the dead girl from the horror movie that everyone's terrified of. Yeah. It's like the absolute spookiest, craziest thing. Like if my seven-year-old came up to me and asked that, I'd be like, okay, cool. And also what? My mom, my mom didn't know what it was. But she was like, so funny. I know, she was like, you want to be something scary? And I was like, yes, it's Halloween. She's like, you don't want to be pretty, pretty princess? And you're like, no. No. 
when I was younger, my mom dressed me in like Pocahontas. And oh my god! I know, which is problematic oh today. God. But I was Pocahontas for Halloween. Please don't cancel me. I was three. Honestly, I think we need to cancel three-year-old Kate right no. now. <laughs> Hashtag cancel three-year-old Kate. Cancel three-year-old Kate. Wrong. I was a pumpkin once, but wasn't everybody? That's also horrible. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's gourd appropriation. That's not very gourdy. If you ask me. me, and then I was, I don't even. That's fuck. That's fucking wild that you were trying to be Samora. I did. That's I like you're trying Samora. to be like. I'd like if your seven year old son was like, I want to be Jigsaw. You're like, uh. You know. Okay. I was just like a weird uh, kid. Like gonna... I was just one of those weird. Kids. I was just quirky. I'm so quirky. No. And then I wanted to, oh, another funny story about The Ring from my childhood is when when I saw this movie when I was young, I showed it to my cousin, who's a year younger than me, and I scarred her for life. Like, I'm t- actually texting her right now, and I, I will say I'm talking about The Ring on Twitch right now, and we'll see what she says. I'm talking about Just talking the about ring. The Ring on Twitch, that old 20-year-old movie. Recording live on Twitch. I'm a big baby. I don't really I like like I said earlier, I don't really like horror movies. I, I like them when they're good. Like I liked The Hunt, which is kind of a horror movie. Yeah. I liked as much of that as I saw. I didn't make it through the back hour. It, it was getting very long. Yeah. Did you did you ever see The Grudge? I don't think I've seen The Grudge. Those are good ones. I saw The Conjuring, which I liked. Conjuring's good. I saw um, I don't think it's that scary as people kind of make, make it, it out, out to be. be. I think the ring is scarier, honestly. Now. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. You've seen the ring. I haven't seen the grudge. Yeah, but I said the ring was scarier than the conjuring. Maybe. I think so. The conjuring's pretty fucking scary, if I remember correctly. That movie scared the shit out of me. And also, it's based on the true story. Yeah. I didn't think Midsummer was that scary. I thought it was more freaky and gross. I hated, I was so scared of Hereditary, I had to turn it off. (laughs) I was scared. I don't like when bad stuff happens to kids. That shit, like, scares me so bad and makes me, like, so... Well, what about Samara? But she, like, you don't see her, like, face blowing up to the size of, like, three balloons and then, like... Right, and also Samara is evil. Like, you're not supposed to feel bad for her like Rachel does, and she makes that mistake and thinks... You know, these parents did such a horrible thing to her, but she was evil. And it's, she says, like, I I am going to hurt people, and I'm not going to stop. Yeah. So Midsummer is so, so, so good. Midsummer is very good. I, wait, oh, you don't like psychological thrillers. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those recently. I don't really know how I feel about them either. I just watched The Lodge. And I like I like them. It's just like very uh, predictable in a way where it's like, okay, so someone's just going to go crazy. <laughs> that is a pretty clean distillation of psychological thrillers. <laughs> like it's just, okay, maybe not crazy. No, I mean, that is like a pretty. It's just that, like, okay, so is, someone's going to, you know, be. And it's going to be inexplicable. Right. And like it's going to be some Weird kind of. Weird things are going to happen. True. If they can write themselves out, it's usually pretty good. If yeah. they can write themselves out of it, it's usually pretty awesome. But uh, most of the time, the like, most of the time, really cool premised movies, like they just don't, they don't have a way out. Like that was my big problem with this movie. This movie is a great example of a movie with a big premise that I had mm-hmm. no fucking idea how they were gonna get themselves out of. That I was completely satisfied and bought every single twist and turn and yeah it's very simple which is interesting like the the conclusion wasn't like it wasn't oh she just had to get in the well and set her free it was literally you just have to make a copy of the tape right which she had already done so yeah you, so what i yeah i liked that as well but it, it actually was like reminded me weirdly of the inverse of that which is like a movie like yesterday which i don't know if you've seen that but that's a movie with, like, an amazing yeah. concept. I'm pretty sure you told me not to watch it. Yeah, so the concept <laughs> of that movie is incredibly amazing, which is that a man gets in some kind of bike accident, and there's a blackout, and nobody in the world remembers the Beatles except for him. And so he kind of commandeers the Beatles right. songs and becomes this, like, international sensation. 
Now, that is an incredible premise. Yes. And what I did not consider about that movie is that I guess that I I, th- I guess I made the bad decision of thinking that a Hollywood writer would have a better ending to the movie or a better way to write out of that than me. And it is honestly terrible because they write themselves this awesome premise and they basically ignore it. Like he gets super famous and then it just becomes a love story and at the end he's like, I'm not, I'm not really the Beatles. He tells the truth. Yeah, he tells the truth. And also when he gets found out, what I really didn't like also is that like there's no stakes this movie. So he gets caught. He gets caught in this movie by these two like Beatles fans mm-hmm. who do remember and they confront him backstage and they're like, they're like, we know these ain't your songs, mate. Like, blah, blah, blah. like this whole big scary scene. And then at the end, they're like, but actually, we're huge Beatles fans, and thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping their memory alive, and your secret's safe with us as long as you keep playing that music, man. And then it just becomes like this unbelievably boring mm-hmm. love story for the rest of it. But The Ring, all that to say, The Ring is a really, really good example of a movie that takes a premise that seems like there's no way to write yourself out of and takes you on a really um, – complex journey to arrive at a simple conclusion right Right. which is kind of like which is like all good movies uh okja when we were like oh that's the conclusion holy fuck okja is actually the best it is actually a very apt comparison because this movie does have the okja in it which is that the movie is a long complicated journey for what is ultimately an unbelievably simple and obvious conclusion you know what's kind of funny too so how did she discover that you need to make the tape to survive? Make a copy of the tape to survive. And she talked to the dad? Or no, no, no. She um, No, it was the little boy, right? He was like Oh yeah, where did, not, she said you're not supposed to help her. Where did she's not? He was like you're not supposed to help her, which is also an out, like kind of she did help her by making a copy. Um and she, she never sleeps or something and then she like realizes and it's like this kid could have had he had the answer the whole time. Yeah, maybe maybe she didn't tell him though till later. You know, we don't know. Well, she she didn't know. I don't I don't know if he knew she made a copy, but she said I set her free, and he was like, "Why did you do that? She's not right. gonna stop." And then I think that's when. And she And then it realized. plays the flashback where it says, "I want to hurt people. I don't, yeah. I don't know how to stop." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the I have ch- not seen the orphanage, yeah, but I do remember in the chat, it. I have not seen it. I thought. I've seen The Orphan, which is also an excellent movie. It's also real. It happened, something very yeah. similar happened to this year. Except. In like Michigan is fucking terrifying. No, but that, that little girl was actually a little girl. That family. Are you sure about yes. that? Yeah. That she, family was faking? Uh, I don't know if they were faking. Like, it's very possible they thought she, you know, was older, but she's actually a little girl and she's getting taken care of by another family now. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah, I remember all that shit happening. I was like, that's pretty kooky bananas. Take my nail polish off. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah, I would like to watch The Orphanage. That sounds pretty scary to me. I, as yeah, long but, as it has a good plot, I'll like it probably. Right. Have you seen The Orphan? Yeah. That has it's a, okay. I like that plot for that movie. It's okay. I, I think it was spoiled for me before I saw it, which I think... Right, and when you know... Yeah, with horror movies, there's not much. There's not many that have good rewatchability. Some of them do. Like, I would watch The Ring again. I would watch mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body, of course, again, because that's more like a fun movie. Yeah. Adam Brody, by the way, pulling up in both, kicking ass. Adam Brody is in Adam the Brody, Ring. Adam Brody, one scene appearance in The Ring, and is like the best part of the whole thing. Adam, He's like so hot and so good. Adam Brody just happens to be in all my favorite movies. He's so good. Like, it's, the OC is so good, too. The OC is so good. He's in Jennifer's Body, playing such a creepy character, which we love. Yeah, he is a total creepo in that I movie. I know. We love Adam Brody. He was like my first celebrity crush because of Seth Cohen, which I know is very basic. Love the OC. We love the OC on this. On this podcast, we are big OC fans. Sorry. It's okay. I want to repaint when... my nails because I got them all messed up, so now I'm just peeling off my nail polish. Yeah, we did. Ha! <laughs> Christina noticed. Christina we were like, who is going to notice that we switched sweatshirts? Would that be funny to do? For podcast listeners, That's so funny. We Thank you live. so much for noticing that because I was saying I think that's really funny, and, and I don't think anybody will notice. So for podcast listeners, <laughs> we were live earlier wearing sweatshirts. We then... have two sweatshirts. We were wearing each wearing one of them, and we have since switched them now. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's the joke. And that's the joke Me that and you're Harrison missing. Are really funny together. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> we pull funny. We pull funny pranks like this one, where we switch switch good. sweatshirts. It's it's freaking amazing. It's freaking. It's Halloween. It's <laughs> freaking bats. Freaking bats. I love Halloween. I'm very excited. Freaking for bats. And Halloween is going to spend right this year, which is not going to a Halloween party. Just laying on your butt. Watching scary movies, eating chocolate with some orange lights and some of those pumpkin sugar cookies cooking in the oven. Ooh. We're going to do Halloween right this year. I'm down. I'm down. Halloween is every day in October this year. And also, folks, it is fall, according to Kate Raft and Taylor Swift. Okay. Hold on. Get on mic if you're going to talk about this. So I don't believe it is fall right now. However, we are approaching spooky season, which does begin on September 1st. And it goes until Thanksgiving. Are you saying that Johnny that Johnny is officially opening fall with his EP? Yes. That is just my... Christina in the chat, that is just my opinion that I believe... It is approaching fall, and fall starts September 1st. Though another podcast that we listen to says that has declared that it is fall, that Taylor's album brought forth fall, which... Oh, Christina agrees that yes, yes. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. She agrees. That's why I was just explaining the lore that we were geeking But it on. is not currently. It is not no, currently not fall. Yet. No, not yet. No, 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 no. You know what season it is? It's Harrison's birthday season. It's Leo season. It's not my birthday season. It's Leo season, which, which my is, birthday so happens to fall inside Leo of. season is is It's for uh, many people. It's for many <laughs> no, people. No, it's just for you. You're the king of the Leos. Kanye's a Leo. No, he's not. He's a Gemini. Oh, no, he's not. Who, who's a Leo? <laughs> Obama's a Leo. Yes, That's why he, he follows me on Twitter. Yes, Obama is a Leo. Kanye is a Gemini, just like his friend Donald Trump. Just a little. Next question, please. Fun fact. Next for you. question, please. I would like to answer the next question. Yeah, of course he's a Gemini. Mm-mm-mm. No, we love Gemini's. I'm a Gemini Venus, which is very messed up if I you look like it up. I would like to answer the next question. You want to answer the next question? Yes, please. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It makes Harrison very upset. It all hurts my brain. A lot. I'm sorry. How do you think his brain feels? I know. That's why I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) He's complicated. We're thinking about... I do. I love Kanye. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to talk about him right now because I I don't want to talk about him and Donald Trump being friends. I don't like that. I don't like that. Are they friends? I don't fucking know. I I do know that that he like... This is a little bit Supermind Exploder territory, but I did read today that he's like in some deep, 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 deep trouble for how he tried to get on the ballot in Wisconsin. He, they like found out he forged or no, Kanye. Kanye. They found out he like forged a bunch of signatures or the people who did it for him forged a bunch of signatures. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I just hope he's doing okay. Yes. Sending mad love to you. Um, is there anything ring related that we haven't hit on yet? I mean, I, I have some questions to that and we can circle back. That's cool. Get it? We can circle back. Because the ring is a circle. Uh, yeah. Thank circle you. Of trauma. He was tweeting up a storm last night. Some of those pictures were lit. Those shoes look tight. All right. I had, like, any criticism you would give it. Oh, you know. I don't know if we talked about this I yet. don't know. I don't think I had anything I thought I would change about it. Kevin, that's a really good question that Kevin asked on the stream earlier. Um, is, like, what is one thing you would right. change about it? Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if there's anything I would change about it. I mean, like, I, I would like to have seen the video less. Like, I just feel like I saw the same form just from the video over and over again. Did but I do get that's that it intentional. Was, it was different for every person who watched it. I do. Yes. I do. I did notice that. Ever so slightly, though, correct? Ever so slightly, yes. Yeah. Like, there were two. There would be, like, two birds in some people's or three. Like, that. that's what I remember. Yeah, the chair in one was... Upside, upside down, down and, spinning. and spinning but in another one it was just sitting, sitting. yeah uh-huh. and then when aiden watches it she begins to call out of the well but that didn't happen when rachel watched it. right because it is supposed to be alluding to specifically what coming. would horrify you right isn't no, they say it's like 
It starts up as your night. There, there's something referenced in the first scene where they say something like, it's like your nightmare, and then somebody turns and looks at you. And that doesn't happen in yeah. the one that uh, the Kate, what's her name? Kate Winslet? No, Kate. Um, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts, yeah. The one that Naomi Watts watches, the, girl, the lady doesn't turn around and say something to her, yeah. which is what in the first scene is alluded to mm-hmm. is in the video. That was a very convoluted way to say that, yes, I did observe that the videos are different for each person. I read that some people said the characters didn't have enough. I don't know. You couldn't get very attached to them. They didn't have enough development. Wait, it's not enough. Like, I actually was feeling, like, deeply when the days counter started, you know, when it starts counting, like, day one. I started getting, like, paranoid. Like, when I, I feel like this is a movie unlike... Earlier, for folks that are just listening, earlier I talked about sitcoms, and one of the things we talked about is, like, um, how, like, the archetypes of characters were not working effectively in those mediums, or there were too many of them. In this movie, in, in The Ring, what is really great about their use of archetype in this is that they're not using archetypes of people. They're using archetypes of dynamic, which is, like, broken family, mm-hmm. um, mysterious teenage daughter, um, distant, disturbed child son. Right. And so I actually think that, like, the use of archetype in this movie is really effective because um, if you can't care about a character that has a kid and is going to die in seven days and also then hides a phone call from her baby dad or uh, hides the phone call to her baby daddy saying he's going to die in seven days, like, I don't know where you're in is with this movie. Mm hmm. I agree. I I mean, they said the character kind of holds no definition. Like they're very loose characters, but I don't. How many agree horror with movies that. have really good developed right, characters? Right. Like, and it, I th- I think such a it's weird very criticism. clearly defined who Rachel is as a character and who Noah is, and their relationship is. You know, they keep you guessing for a little bit. I think the relationship is maybe the one thing that's a little unclear in this movie. Because you do not get until almost the bitter, almost the halfway point of the movie. Plus. When, like, how, did you know that he was Not till it's explicitly stated when he's, like, sitting in the backseat with him and he's like, you never come around anymore. Or Or I think there's one hint at it before, yeah. No, she calls him and says he watched the tape and he was Oh, your son watched the tape, yeah, yeah. She says, our son. And that's, like, when you first realize what their relationship Uh, is. Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that. Yeah, I didn't think before then it was, like, ever too obvious or, like noticeable like i mean but it's also it was a nice reveal Im- it's also their relationship's not important i actually don't think many of the characters in this movie are very important i i think like what what is ultimately important is again like i said earlier like the central mystery is the main character of the movie mm-hmm. like the movie is not about um a woman and her kid and her husband it's about a tape that is killing people and yeah. unwrapping the mystery behind this tape that is murdering people. A killer videotape. You love to see and it. And I feel like I just wouldn't even want to, I mean, the movie is kind of long and like there is a, a little bit in the middle where it kind of starts to feel long, but then it picks back up in a huge way. Um, and I, I mean, I don't think I would really change anything. There's nothing else I wanted to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is, like, definitely a freaking classic. Like, this is a movie I would point to and be like, it 100% deserves all the prestige it gets, and maybe even more, and maybe even a second look through a different lens. You know, we live in a different era than 2001. Just like Jennifer's body. I think Jennifer's body deserves a a relook in the Me Too era. I really think that is, like, one of the most genius movies about... It was marketed to the entirely wrong audience. It was marketed as a fucking teen sex movie. It's not. To it's like a straight up social satire. Like, yeah, it's it's a feminist revolutionary revenge. Reve- like it's, it's it's a feminist revenge piece that like is satirizing the like horrible pedophilic and predatory nature of Hollywood. And not only is it a really good movie and it's really funny but it's the soundtrack hilarious. is so damn it's good it's so damn good it's so many good people that panic at the disco song rocks 
Stop Which there one? and let me correct it. Yep. I want to learn from a new perspective. Do it, do it, do it, and there's a lot of really good actors in that movie, too. Oh, so many. Amanda Adam Brody. Seyfried, Amanda Amanda <laughs> Adam Brody, once again. Also, Chris Pratt. Uh, once again, for a hot uh, I'd like to mention Adam Brody. Chris Pratt for a hot second. It's true. Is in that movie, which I did not realize till like my 13th time watching it. Another fun fact about me is I used to play that movie every night before I went to bed. Every single night I would play Jennifer's Body before I went to bed when I was in like 11th grade. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Taylor, did you sub? Maybe. Some... Oh, we followed. Oh, we followed. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, so this is... Ooh. Taylor, um, have you seen The Ring? Podcast listeners, I'm asking my friends in the chat if they have seen this movie. Yeah, I, you'll learn eventually that like most of streaming the show live and then ripping it to audio is like explaining yeah. what is happening via the video. <laughs> but like I'm I reworking said, Super Mario's one. I'm gonna use the restroom. You can keep going. What? What was that? <laughs> okay. Um, like I said though, this is not gonna be an every week occurrence. We're just doing this for Harrison's birthday. So. Um, for podcast listeners, it's going to be back to normal next week, and we have an awesome lineup. What? What do you, Taylor? What are you saying both to? Have you seen it? What did I ask you? It's another thing about streaming live. I ask the chat questions, but there's a slight delay, and then I forget what I asked by the time they've answered. It's ridiculous. Oh, also, I took a few videos of me and Harrison watching The Ring. Um, I took one of us like about to watch, and then I took one of him during the scariest part. So I'm going to put that on um, our Twitter, on my Twitter for Spooky Show, which is uh, Spooky Show Pod. And you can see the type of environment we were in and some reactions to it. Did you like the Ring movies, Taylor? I liked both of them, honestly. And Harrison, we have to watch I the second them. one. Hello. Um, is there anything else, Kate, that you wanted to hit? We can chat for a little bit longer, but I don't want to keep your podcast editing to a minimum and not right. I mean, outside of we talked show. about it for about an hour, so I think you we can just hang out now if you want for a little you bit. You want to say bye to Spooky Show yeah. listeners? So, like I said, I will post videos from us watching on uh, my Twitter at Spooky Show Pod. Also, the full VOD of this live recording is available on our YouTube or will be available on our YouTube and on our Twitch. Yes, our Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash mindsugar666. And that is also our um, YouTube and our Twitter and our Instagram. So feel free to follow my personal And our YouTube. I said that. Oh. And our personals are, well, my personal is Bubbleine Queen on twitter and instagram and harrison's is you can say it double h double a double r double i double s double o double n double h double a double Again. r double i double s double o a double n yeah thank you so much for listening next week i'm not going to tell you what we have next week but it's going to be very spooky something a little different and um just stay tuned thank you bye